Welcome to MedEvidence, where we help you navigate the truth behind medical research with unbiased, evidence-proven facts, powered by Encore Research Group and hosted by cardiologist and top medical researcher, Dr. Michael Corrin. Hi, I'm Dr. Carolyn Tran. I'm one of the principal investigators at our site, and I'm here with Antoinette. Hi, I'm Antoinette Bailey, and I am the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Liaison for the Encore Research Group. So Antoinette, tell me, why is it important to have diversity in clinical research trials? Well, in clinical research, diversity is important. That's a very good question because for healthcare, all people should be represented. Right. Mm-hmm. So in clinical trials, just like um, in the real world, you want a certain percentage of a certain population because anytime you show up or take medications, you know, it's not for a certain population. It's for all people. So in Absolutely. diversity, just like healthcare, it's for all people. So you want a representation of the community um, to participate in clinical trials. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the benefits that people can get from participating in the trials? So the benefits of participating in a clinical trial would be you get additional oversight. Um, As you know, um, physicians are board certified physicians and we're a multi-specialty facility here. So you get that additional oversight by seeing um, doctors here. Um, We do labs when you're participating in clinical research. Some studies call for EKGs. Sometimes we do MRIs. We do specialty testing here as well. We um, have this study that we're currently enrolling for. It's the LP little a study. This is a test that um, physicians don't normally order, but it's a very important test. Um, This is a test that we offer here um, as a part of our free screenings. So that's important Um, by participating. You know, you get those type of specialty testing that you would normally get um, by your physician. Yes, and that's very true because as a physician, I can tell you it's sometimes very difficult to get the insurance companies to pay for some of these special tests like the LP little A's Um, and in, in our memory studies for the Alzheimer's dementia patients, a lot of times those PET scans and MRIs are not approved by the insurance companies, but they do get that as part of being in our studies. Right. And in our study, we do not bill the insurance company, right? Yes. So then um, these testing are done without um, needing permission from the insurance companies. So additional oversight by board certified physicians, you're getting testing um, that doctors don't normally order and uh, we don't bill insurance. Yes, so no cost, no insurance needed. And we pay participants, we pay the participants a stipend for their time and for participation and travel to um, our studies. Yes. I know you've been out there in the community. Yes. What kind of challenges have you experienced with trying to recruit patients from more diverse backgrounds? Okay, well, the one thing that I hear a lot is, so you want me to be a guinea pig. (laughs) We do hear that a lot, yes. That's the first thing that I hear. And then the next thing I'm challenged with is, you know, mistrust. Um, You know, um, patients will bring up the Tuskegee 
experiment. And we do talk about that um, in our healthcare presentations. We do healthcare presentations as well. Um, we go out, um, we educate um, the community as well. We talk on different subjects, cancer, we talk about lupus, we talk about gout, hypertension, yes. um, different studies that we're enrolling for, but it's an education um, presentation as well. And we talk uh, research 101. In Research 101, we talk about the Tuskegee. We talk about the mistrust. We acknowledge that there were atrocities in the past and how we've worked to overcome those atrocities. We now have the Belmont Report. We have the IRB oversight. We have oversight by the FDA. And of course, the pharmaceutical companies, we're constantly monitored. Monitors come in, I would think, about every six weeks to review the data, to make sure the data is accurate, to make sure that we're recruiting actual patients. Um, the purpose of clinical trials Two things. One, we want to make sure that patients are safe. That's our number one priority. Safety is number one. And number two is efficacy. We have to make sure the drug is safe and that it works. Yes. So those are some of the things that, you know, I promote to the um, community. Education. We talk about the past. We want to earn their trust. We talk about the benefits of participating, the additional oversight, the fact that we don't build insurance and the fact that we actually pay them for their time um, and travel compensation. Um, that's a part, um, some of the benefits of participating in clinical research. Yes. And there's definitely by far more safety oversight in research yes. than you would ever get in your private doctor's office. Exactly. Um, I can just tell you, I um, started in this role as mm -hmm. a research um, participant. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was very excited to participate in research. I started with migraine studies, and yes. then I did a couple GERD studies. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started um, out in research as a research assistant. And because I believe in so much what I do. So it's not for me just you know, preaching to the choir. I actually believe in what I do. Uh, my family participates in research. I can um, just tell you this year, my sister came in to um, qualify for a obesity study. Uh -huh. um, she was diagnosed with diabetes. This was just this year. Her hemoglobin A1C is 7.2. So that's another one of those additional oversights. She's been going to her primary care doctor for two years. They never checked hemoglobin A1C. Oh, so it was so, discovered during her study participation. Yes, of course yes. she screened fell for the study, but yes. that's that additional layer of oversight. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that I can appreciate as well. Um, we did um, an outreach event in Orange Park, Active After 50. There was a patient that came through, a um, very nice lady. Uh, we drew uh, glucose on her, hemoglobin mm -hmm. A1C. We got a critical alert from LabCorp. Her glucose was 615. Oh, my goodness. So those are the types of things that really I enjoy going out into the community, um, screenings that we mm -hmm. offer. We do LP little a, we do glucose, blood pressure checks, hemoglobin A1Cs, um, and cholesterol panels. Mm -hmm. So with that um, being said, you know, even out in the community, we're providing additional oversight. 
I, with me on the team, we always have a doctor, one of the board certified physicians as well. So after the patients tested um, with their screen, we have them sit and talk to the doctor. And I always advise them, this is a time you have one-on-one time with a board certified physician. If you have questions, this is a great opportunity to get those questions addressed. And if you're interested in going further, you know, there are clinical trials where we have other board certified physicians um, and you get that same oversight. I mean, you get um, a chance to ask questions and um, that's what I love so much. And we're advancing medicine. Yes, and that is true from a physician's uh, perspective. There's definitely not the time constraints that I have in clinical practice that I do have more time to spend with the patients here. And that's what the investigators that go out with me on outreach, that's what they love because they're actually sitting and talking to those participants. Yes. And we talked about some of the the personal benefits to the Mm -hmm. research participants. Mm -hmm. What benefits would that provide to their community by them participating in research trials. Okay, so as far as the community is concerned, for example, we'll go back to the LP little a. Um, LP little a is a genetic um, marker cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So with going back, they're allowed to, you know, they talk to their family members, talk to their friends, bring them in as well. The screening is free. And um, that's a benefit as well. you're um, exposed to medications that are not yet on the market. So for example, if you have a certain indication, you're um, getting exposed to this medication before it's FDA approved, of course, but at the same time, you have an opportunity to benefit for something um, that is not yet FDA approved. So that's a benefit to the community. We educate as well, Mm -hmm. that's a benefit to the community. We go out to churches, Uh, we've gone out to expos, we're doing a veterans um, benefit um, next year. We've done women's conferences, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, all over in the community representing um, Encore Research Group and talking about the benefits of participating in clinical research advancing medicine. Yes, and you touched on earlier the fact that medicines are going to work differently in women and in different ethnic groups. And unless we have these patients who are willing to volunteer, we're not going to find out that information. Right. That's And we found out, think back to just women. We learned through um, research that women present differently for heart disease than men. So how do you find these things out? participating in clinical research. So it may not benefit you right away, but think legacy. Think this may be a drug that your kids could benefit from, you know, in the future. So, you know, it may not help you right away, but, you know, it's still advancing medicine. Yes. And it can be exciting to know later that you are a part of that. that Right. In the bigger picture, you are a part of bringing that to to your family, right. to your future generations, right. absolutely. And that was a draw for me. And I think back when I participated, and then I would see the commercials on TV, and it's like, ah, yes. I participated in that study. I helped to bring that drug to market. So it's like a personal reward as well. Yes. Antoinette, I wanted to thank you for joining me today and sharing with me how important it is to reach out to the community and to find the diverse populations to volunteer for these research trials. 
You're doing very important work. Thank you, Dr. Tran. Thank you for having me here. You know, the one thing that I've been told about clinical research and the reason um, I would say my population or my people don't participate is because we're, we're not asked. So I feel it's important that we ask, and that's what we're doing with outreach. We're going out and we're asking because it is important. Very important message. Thank you. Yes. So please come join us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining the MedEvidence podcast. To learn more, head over to medevidence.com or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.